Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional, surprise, budget, micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you are seriously considering eloping, you're in the right place. So on today's episode, I am tackling the big question, should you postpone your wedding? So I first want to start off with a caveat that I am not a doctor or a lawyer or a policymaker or anything like that. I am not qualified to give legal advice, medical advice, probably even wedding advice, if we're being honest. This is just my opinion. Um, So take it with a grain of salt. I'm just one person. This is just how I feel. Obviously, make your own decisions. Consult with your professionals. Um, As well, you know, this question of whether or not you should postpone is very dependent on where you live, um, what part of the world you're in. There's obviously different levels of the pandemic uh, raging worldwide, and uh, things could change at any time. We have no idea when when things are going to change. It seems, if you're listening in 2020, that things are really changing at the drop of a hat. So I could press, you know, publish on this episode and things could be totally different. So all of that to say, um, don't blame me if you, if you make a decision you're not thrilled with. Um, and just know, you know, everyone's situation is different. There's no uh, perfect advice. There's no easy answer to this question of whether or not you should postpone your wedding. And it really does depend on where you live, the kind of wedding you want to have, when you were thinking of postponing, what the world looks like on on any given day. So there's a lot that goes into this question. And unfortunately, there's not one simple, easy way to answer it. But I'm going to try my best to give you a little bit of advice. 
So the way I'm going to structure this episode is to go through situations where the answer is yes, you definitely should postpone, situations where the answer is no, you're probably okay to move ahead, and then just some questions that you can ask yourself if you're kind of in the middle, because as I said, it's unlikely that everyone is going to fit into one perfect category. So let's look at the yes side first. So if the question, should you postpone your wedding, the answer absolutely yes, if you want things to be the same as normal. If you want to have a 2019 or just pre-2020 wedding, you want to have a huge guest list, you know, 200 people, a packed dance floor, you want to hug everyone, you want your grandparents there, you want your best friends from out of town or out of the country there, you just want things to be total, no, totally normal, no masks, no hand sanitizer, no social distancing, then 100% you do need to postpone. Even if you live in a place where there is not a lot of COVID happening or where restrictions are really uh, loose, whether or not they should be, <laughs> um, there's still just no way to have a wedding in this time that's completely 100% normal, unless you really are on a little island nation with, you know, just your family, and that's the wedding you wanted. But if you are wanting that 200 person wedding, packed dance floor, guests coming from out of town, hugging, all of that stuff, you, you definitely have to wait. And the hard part of that is that it's impossible to say when, how long you're going to need to wait for. We had, if you remember back to early days of the pandemic, which feels like a lifetime ago, when things started to really move out from China, from Europe, and sort of take over the rest of the world. It was about March, I believe, when things started to really go down in North America, which, as you can tell from my accent, is where is where I'm located. Um, and at that time, I remember people were saying like, oh, you know, okay, if you're getting married in March and April, yeah, you'll definitely need to postpone. But summer weddings, hold on, you know, no problem. Fall weddings, go ahead and plan as normal. And there were people who were supposed to be getting married in March or April who were told to just postpone until the fall. And then, you know, as things kept going, summer weddings, people started to realize, okay, you know what, summer weddings, those are not going to happen as they, you know, normally would. So maybe they should postpone to the fall. Okay, maybe just the winter. And now, you know, we're hearing people say, as of recording October 1st, 2020, we're hearing people say, oh, yeah, okay, maybe, you know, early 2021, definitely by summer, no problem. Oh, fall 2021, for sure. You know, 2022, if you want to be safe. And well, that sounds a little bit more realistic than where we were at the beginning of the pandemic, when we thought this was all going to be wrapped up in a, in a matter of months. The truth is that nobody knows, right? Nobody really knows. Um, and we, we have more information than we did, of course, which is great. And we know that vaccines have been making their way through different phases of trials, and that's awesome. But I'm going to paint a little bit of a sad picture right now, and I'm so sorry if this rains on your parade, but just stay with me. So if we go by some reports, you know, they're saying, okay, we're going to have a vaccine by next year, you know, let's say mid next year, if you kind of average out some of the reports saying early next year or late next year, but let's say mid, so mid 2021, we have a vaccine, it's ready it's you know approved for wide distribution across the globe and because they've been ramping up all of their processing plants you know we actually have a ton of doses and it's you know it's being given out all around the world awesome so even in the best case scenario where you know those factories are working overtime and and everyone's trying as hard as they can to get as many doses out as possible it's still impossible to vaccinate 
as many people as we would need to, for things to get back to normal instantly. So just because the vaccine might be ready, let's say June 1st, 2021, doesn't mean you can have a wedding on June 2nd that's going to be 100% back to normal. It's going to take some time. The vaccine needs to be, you know, mass produced, and then it needs to get distributed to all these different countries. We need to set up clinics. We need to get, you know, the the word out marketing they're gonna have to figure out people to staff the clinics and lineups odds are that the vaccine will only be available to certain subsects of the population first so probably first responders or the elderly and then depending on where you live it might be a while until restrictions are actually lifted because i imagine a lot of you know governors premiers states people are not going to want to lift those restrictions until a good portion of their population is vaccinated and again that's going to take some time so in my mind you know just the and again i am not uh, involved at all in vaccines this is not my area of expertise but just you know kind of thinking realistically i think it's going to be a long time from that day they go hey we have the vaccine it's ready to okay everyone is you know vaccinated as much as they as they could be or as they want to be and we're happy to lift restrictions because it's safe to have 200 people on a dance floor hugging um to me that sounds like six months maybe longer um, again, I'm not an expert. I don't know, but it just seems like it's still far away. Um, and I'm sorry if that rains on your parade, but that's that's where my head's at. And I think I think we've all gotten to a point in pandemic wedding planning where we kind of need that dose of reality. Of you know, if you're holding out hope for your January 2021, even June 2021, fall 2021 wedding. I, I hold out hope with you. I have my fingers crossed, but I think it's important at this point to sort of manage expectations and ensure that you're not just hit with this huge wave of disappointment when things don't work out in three, six, nine months from now, right? I think it's helpful to kind of hear these perspectives and start planning for plan, I'm sure your past plan B at this point, you know, plan L, whatever you happen to be on. But looking at the bright side, let's talk about some of the pros of postponing your wedding. So if you decide to postpone, let's say you were supposed to get married in 2020, you've decided, okay, we're going to wait till 2022. That seems safe enough for us, far enough out. So one of the pros is that you have a lot more time. So that means a lot more time to save, which is great if you are planning to have a huge wedding with a big guest list and, you know, food and decor and favors and lighting and all that other stuff that, you know, costs a ton of money. That's awesome. You now have two more years to save up, which is awesome, which is really great. You can put aside some money each week or maybe um, you have a lump sum payment, whatever it is, two more years of saving is always great. And if you're the kind of person who loves planning, you also have two more years to plan. So that's awesome. If you want to do some DIY projects some crafting, you just want to get a little bit more involved. Maybe you were going to be rushed if you tried to get married this year. Um, so now you've got time on your hands and you can even take a break if you're not planning to get married till, you know, 2022, maybe 2023, you can kind of sit back and say, hey, you know what, I'm just going to take off the next six months, not even think about the wedding, just relax, do a little self care, get myself through 2020. And then we'll revisit this in, you know, six months from now. And of course, the biggest pro to postponing your wedding is that you get to have that wedding you wanted. If you have dreamed about seeing all of your friends from, you know, elementary school, from college, from work, all your family, your loved ones, everyone with you just encircling you on the dance floor and joining you for this big party celebrating your love. That's amazing. And you get to do it if you decide to postpone your wedding. 
Now, looking at the cons, um, you know, all that time I said that you have to plan your wedding, for some people, that's actually a con because wedding planning is unfortunately not the most fun. <laughs> some people love it, but for a lot of people, it does feel like a second job that you're just not getting paid for. Um, it can be really stressful, really time consuming. There's lots of drama tied up with it because wedding planning is a lot of family opinions and it's a lot of money and those two things often butt heads. So it can be stressful if you're saying like, hey, instead of planning a wedding in six months, I'm now going to do it in two years. That's a lot of time to be making decisions and just stuck in this planning phase. And for some people, like I said, that's a pro, that's going to be really fun. And for other people, that's just stressful. They just want to get it over with. So if you do decide to postpone, you will kind of have to wait a while. And there is the potential that you might have to postpone again if you're really holding out for that dream wedding when things are back to normal. Um, like I said, no one's got that crystal ball. So you might have to postpone a second time or a third time or a fourth time. And ugh, that can be painful. I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more later on in the show. But that can really, really hurt to have to keep making these plans, having things fall through, have to make them again. Um, that can be rough. Another con to postponing is we're now hearing that 2021 and even, you know, early days of 2022 are starting to get really, really busy. We have vendors who are totally booked out for next year and almost booked out for the year after. So it's going to be a busy time because we really have all of the couples who are going to get married in 2021 originally, you know, whatever that number is, plus everyone who needed to postpone from 2020. So we're basically doing two years of weddings in one. And then if you can imagine, you know, things aren't back to normal next year, everyone postpones again, then we have three years of weddings in 2022. So it's definitely going to be a busy time. And that can be really stressful if you're trying to secure vendors and you find that, you know, they're all booked and you're having a hard time finding vendors you actually want to work with. Um, the other thing with vendors, unfortunately, things could really change with a lot of vendors, especially small businesses. If they aren't able to make any income, if they're not doing weddings this year and for part of next year, unfortunately, we've heard of a lot of these small businesses going under, filing for bankruptcy. And that could mean not only do you miss out on working with, you know, an amazing florist or cake decorator or whoever, but you might also lose money. If you have a deposit tied up with them, they just might not be in a position to get that money back to you. And it might be, uh, some complicated legal matter for you to get your money back. So that can be uh, a little bit scary and definitely another con of postponing just that waiting game, needing to see what happens. Um, another thing that could change is with your guest list. And I know this is kind of a tough one to talk about, but you know, if you have some elderly relatives or, or people who are ill, you know, it's, this is the big catch 22, you know, let's say you really want your grandparents to be at your wedding. Okay. You don't want them to be at your 2020 wedding because of COVID and obviously they're at higher risk. But then if you say, okay, we're not going to get married for a couple more years, then you're also at risk the other way that certain elderly relatives might not be with us anymore. And that's awful. Right. And you know, you just never know when things are going to happen. It might not be elderly relatives. It could be any of your loved ones. You never know. And it's really hard to say, you know what, I'm going to give up the idea of getting married this year and just hope that all those important people are still going to be with me and around to celebrate a few years down the track. Um, postponing your wedding could also mean pausing other parts of your life. I know a lot of people wait to buy a house or start a family or, you know, go on the big honeymoon dream trip or things like that until after they're married. 
Um, so if that's something that you're doing, if, you know, you want to start a family, you want to buy a house, want to move to a new city, want to go back to school so you can start a new job, but you're wanting to be married first, then that's really tough because you're now pushing all of those things out for, you know, six months, a year, two years, three years, whatever it is. Um, the nice thing there is that, you know, if you're listening to the unconventional wedding planning podcast, I'm assuming you're not the most traditional of couples. So, there's no rule saying that you have to be married in order to have children, to buy a house, to go to school, to move, to start a new job, to go on a big trip. I mean, COVID probably won't let you go on a big trip, but you know what I mean? You don't have to press pause on those other parts of your life. You can absolutely have kids, buy a house, get a dog, whatever you want to do. You don't have to be married to do any of those things. So if that's something that you and your partner are both comfortable with, you can absolutely, you know, kind of forge ahead with your life and those other things that are important to you and just do the wedding at a time that works better for you. So now let's look at the flip side of that. So where the question is, should you postpone your wedding? And the answer is, nope, you don't have to. So again, just my opinion. If all you want to do is be married to your partner, I would say no, you do not need to postpone your wedding because the wedding is extra. You know, the wedding in the way that we think of it, you know, the aisle walk, the guests, the food, the cake, the flowers, all of that is extra. If you just want to be married, you just want to be legally tied to your person. All you need is, you know, a willing partner, someone who can legally marry you and that piece of paper that you're both going to sign. And that's it. In a lot of places, you can go down to the courthouse same day, you know, wearing your jeans, whatever you want, sign the paper and ta-da, you're married. And you can do that socially distanced. You can do that with masks on, with hand sanitizer, you really don't have to change anything. And it's something you can still do during a pandemic. Of course, not everywhere. You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of courthouses and and other places where you'd go to get a license closed down. And I know in certain areas, it's still really hard to get a marriage license. So not saying it's completely 100% doable to get married right now. Some places you really cannot, but in most places, there is a way to still get legally married at this point. It's just the wedding part, the big shindig that is harder. So if you're somebody who is happy just to get married, you know, no problem, just the two of you and the person who's going to make it legal, then awesome. Go ahead. Anytime. (laughs) Pandemic, zombie apocalypse, tornado, (laughs) maybe not a tornado, but you know what I mean? You can always do it. If you're looking to have just a smaller celebration, you can probably still get married during the pandemic. You won't have to postpone. However, there's definitely some things you're going to need to think about. So depending where you are, you'll have to keep your guest list quite small given the restrictions. Um, And even in places where there aren't restrictions, you probably want to keep that guest list small just to keep everybody safe. Um, You know, we've heard of those super spreader wedding events. That's not something that you want to be responsible for. No one wants that hanging over their head, right? Your event will likely have to be socially distanced. So people spread out during the ceremony, people sitting at different tables uh, during any reception part. You will likely not be able to have any dancing. I know in certain areas, it's um, a rule. You're just, you're not allowed to have dancing. And in other areas, it's just, you know, not really encouraged or you'd have to do it really spread out. People might have to wear masks, which I know a lot of people are not thrilled about the idea of having masks in their wedding photos or forcing people to wear masks all day long. So, you know, you have to decide how you feel about that. You'll probably have to have hygiene um, stations in place. So places for people to wash their hands or put on gloves or use hand sanitizer. 
you'll need to speak with all your vendors and ensure that they're doing everything they can to stay safe and keep everything clean. It's it's an added layer, right? Like it's an extra thing you're going to have to think about and it is going to make your day different, definitely very different than uh, any weddings before this year had to be. And for some people, that's that's too much. That's asking too much. The idea that, you know, once you say your vows and you're, you know, officially married, you can't turn around and hug your mom. Or I know some places they're saying, okay, even the couple at the front getting married have to wear masks for the entire ceremony. And people are saying, what? Like me and my future spouse, we can't even, you know, take our masks off except for when we kiss and then we have to quickly put them back on. Like for some people that's asking too much. So it really does depend uh, what you're comfortable with and what you're willing to give up in order to get married at this time. I know some people have really pressing reasons to get married, you know, besides just obviously you love your your spouse and you want to be their, their spouse too. Um, but some people have more pressing reasons. For example, if you have a future spouse or if you yourself are in the military, perhaps you're not going to be in the country long enough uh, to wait and you need to get married right now. Maybe it's an issue with health insurance. You really need to get on your partner's health insurance or they need to get on yours. Perhaps it's a visa issue. You need to be legally married in order for one or both of you to stay in the country. And then we still have the issue I talked about uh, earlier, you know, with relatives, perhaps you have a relative, uh, unfortunately, who is sick and might not be with you in the future if you do decide to, to wait to have your wedding. So there's lots of reasons like that that really sort of make the clock tick a little bit more besides just the, hey, we want to get married, <laughs> which is a totally valid reason. That's why people get married every day. Um, so if we look at the pros of having your wedding now, obviously the biggest pro is you get to get married. Yay! That's the the whole point of the wedding, right? Uh, if you're having your celebration now, it's likely going to be a lot smaller. So that could save you a ton of money if you are canceling this big, you know, 200 person reception at this big fancy venue and you're canceling the flowers and the DJ and the cake and the caterer and you're just doing you know, you and your sister and your brother at your mom's house in the backyard, that's going to be a huge cost savings. And that's awesome because you might be able to move some of that money to other goals in your life. Maybe you can put that down payment on a house, buy a new car. Um, you know, if you're my partner, maybe buy a Nintendo Switch, whatever it is you want to do with your with your money. That's great. It's also an opportunity to make your wedding more intimate and I'm going to say meaningful here and not to take away from big weddings, not saying they're not meaningful, but I think something we're all really learning in this COVID pandemic time is what's really important and what we're grateful for and what matters. And at the end of the day, if all that really, really matters to you is just being married to your partner, then that's that's great. And that's really beautiful. And that's something you can celebrate in a really small way. And maybe, you know, you're able to have those personal written vows that you you wouldn't have been able to do with 200 people because, you know, you've got stage fright or the place you were getting married didn't, didn't do personal vows. So maybe you're able to make the celebration just a lot more personal and meaningful to you. And to me, that's that's a huge plus of having a small wedding, which of course you can do in a pandemic or not in a pandemic. But if you're kind of being forced into it during this time, that's really nice. Um, the other pro would be if you're one of those people who uh, you're waiting to do things in your life until you're married, it would be awesome if you can get married now or, you know, during a pandemic and then move on and start the family or buy a house or whatever it is you want to do that you want to be married first before you do it. That would be another pro. 
On the con side of not postponing, going through with the wedding now would be, of course, your wedding's going to need to be smaller. You'll have to cut your guest list unless you were originally planning to have just a really small group. Uh, it might be rushed depending on if you're trying to have your wedding right away. I know there's definitely some uh, schools of thought out there that are kind of like, hey, let's just do it now. Let's, you know, elope or have the micro wedding or mini money or whatever you want to call it and not get it over with, but sort of get it done before the next wave comes or new restrictions come. Just, you know, as you know, what things look like in this moment, as you can book vendors for, you know, next week or next month, just secure them, lock them down and not have to play that waiting game anymore. Um, of course, another con, you're not going to have everyone you wanted there. You won't have that full guest list. It's probably not going to be how you envisioned unless you strangely always envisioned your wedding guests wearing masks and standing far away from you. <laughs> um, it'll be different. It'll definitely be a different wedding than what you than what you thought about. You probably won't be able to go on a big honeymoon that you were planning. Uh, that's not to say you can't go on a honeymoon at all. Lots of places, you know, there's local travel options or there are places you can travel with COVID tests or quarantines. Um, and the biggest con uh, to me, besides sort of having that smaller guest list and, and things being more spaced out, is that restrictions change and they often change at the last minute. You know, we've heard of, I know the UK just changed their restrictions in uh, Ontario, Canada. They just changed their restrictions and those changes come kind of overnight. There's not really like, a, oh, hey, heads up to anyone getting married in the next six to eight weeks. Like, here's what's coming. It's just like, nope, starting tomorrow no more than 10 people indoors. And that's huge. And that's hard if you're planning a wedding and something like that happens, you know, three days before your wedding and all of a sudden you're out of a venue or you need to slash your guest list again. That's tough. And that's um, kind of the reality of going through with a wedding in pandemic times. So you just kind of have to weigh the pros and the cons and see if that's right for you. Okay, so we've talked about some reasons why you would want to postpone, some reasons why you might want to still just go through with it, not postpone. Now I want to go through a couple questions that might help you decide which way you want to go, because odds are you didn't perfectly fit into the yes, postpone or no, don't postpone categories. So the first question is, will having extra time to plan be helpful or stressful? I'm not uh, putting these questions in any order in terms of importance. This is just sort of as they came to me. And I think this one is actually a big one that we often overlook because a lot of times when we're thinking about postponing, it's like, what's the big deal? Like waiting another year, who cares? Like you're still together. It's not like anyone's saying, okay, break up or anything, right? Like you're still together. You still get to live your life. No big deal. You just have to wait a year. Not a problem. And for some people, um, as I shared before, that is super helpful to have that extra time to save up money or to do, you know, if you're a big DIY crafter and now you can make everybody a, I don't know, hand stitch napkin or something. And for other people, that's really stressful. And I'm definitely someone who falls into that category. I don't like having things hanging over my head. I don't really want to spend extra time on things if I don't have to, to have, you know, spreadsheets open and just problems not solved and all of these question marks hanging over my head for a year or two years, that would really bother me. And I personally, 
you know, would much rather downsize and have my wedding look a little bit different and feel a little bit different if it means that I can kind of get it done in the next few months and not have to have this stress hanging over me. And other people would feel um, the opposite way. It would be super stressful to have to downsize and do things differently and, and rush and get things planned quickly. And they would much rather have the time to sort of leisurely plan, take breaks. So it really does depend who you are. And if you are a couple weeks, months, years into planning your wedding, you probably have an idea of what an extra six months or a year or two years would do to you um, mentally. You know, how would that, how would that affect your life? Would it be horrible? Because if you're signing yourself up for another year of really painful wedding planning where you're stressed and just not happy, that sucks. And that's not something you should uh, sign yourself up for without really giving it some more consideration. The next question is, do you need more time to save? If you are currently planning to go into debt to have your wedding, as I've shared on another episode, uh, I really do not support that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I support you. I love you. I'm sure it's going to be a great day, but I don't support going into debt for your wedding day. I think you either need to cut back or you need to wait. And if you are one of those people who is planning to put $20,000 on a credit card in order to have your dream day, I think postponing is a really great option. And hopefully that does give you the time to save up, maybe not $20,000, you know, in a year or two, but a little bit more. And then maybe you can kind of meet in the middle, downsize a little bit, save a little more, and kind of find that happy medium. The next question is, what else could you do with that time or money? I think it's super important to kind of look at the flip side. So let's say you did decide, okay, we're going to postpone for two years and we're going to save up $10,000 in that time. So that's awesome. If you know, if you really want to put that extra $10,000 into your wedding, amazing. But what if you still saved $10,000 in two years, but instead put that money towards a new car or a down payment for a home or a really amazing honeymoon, or I don't know, um, if you have to do IVF to have a, a family or set up a nursery or go back to school, you know, just so many other things you could do with that money. So I think it's important to kind of weigh the pros and cons there because just because you want to save that money up, um, in the next two years doesn't mean you have to put it towards your wedding. There's lots of other things you might have going on in your life that you'd love to put that money towards. Same with the time. If you're saying, hey, we're going to spend the next two years planning this wedding and doing these crafts and things like that, what else could you do at that time? Could you be planning out, um, oh, my brain is going blank here. What do people spend two years planning? <laughs> maybe planning a big trip, maybe planning for your family, maybe taking classes, maybe you could start a new hobby, just lots of things. You know, if you're spending an hour or two every day on wedding planning, that's a lot of time. <laughs> that's, you know, maybe it's 500 hours in the year, you could learn a new language or get really into yoga. I don't know, whatever people do with time. I, I make a podcast, you can make a podcast. <laughs> that could be what you do with your time. Another question to ask is, could you have an anniversary party later? A lot of people are going this route where they are eloping or having sort of a micro wedding type thing now just so they can get married, seal the deal, um, make things official, move on with their life. And then they're saying, okay, we're going to have a big anniversary party at another time. One thing I would caution you to do is if this is the route you're going Get really comfortable with the idea that that anniversary party might not happen exactly as you want it. I know so many people are saying, okay, we'll get married in 2020 and we'll have the big reception in 2021. And I think that's awesome. And it sounds like a really great idea, but 
just with the way the world is, I don't think we can 100% know that yes, in 2021, you'll be able to have your reception with no restrictions, no problem. You might have to postpone again. And you know, now that you're married, maybe your priorities are going to change. I know lots of people who do the small wedding this year who then say, you know what, that was perfect. We didn't need a lot of people or big dinner or a floral arch or custom napkins or whatever, and they decide to not go ahead with the reception party that they had planned. So in my opinion, I think if that's the route you want to go, I think, you know, put it all into your micro wedding or elopement for this year and not put in all your money or all your time, but just put in all your heart. Do what you want to do at this wedding. You know, if you're planning to wear a dress, wear your dress, Um, write your vows, invite those, you know, just few loved ones who really matter to you and don't um, save parts of your day that are super important to you for this reception. Because I know a lot of people are saying, oh, I'm going to save my big dress for the party next year and I'll just wear something casual this year. Um, And if that's the vibe you want, great. But if you're saving it because you think next year is not going to be as special if you wear your dress this year, no, of course. Like whenever you get to have that big reception anniversary party, it's going to be special. Of course it's going to be special. You're going to be there with all of your favorite people. Um, And if you get to wear that dress twice, amazing. You get so much more bang for your buck by now wearing it for, you know, 12 hours instead of just six. (laughs) Um, But then, you know, life happens. Maybe somebody loses a job, you're not able to have that reception or COVID pushes it out. And now you can't have it for two years and you decide, nope, like we want to start a family. We're not waiting. And now you've saved your dress or your aisle walk or having your mom and dad there um, for this reception that might not happen. Right. So I think, you know, value what you have now, put in to your small wedding, everything you want um, to have there. Don't save parts, you know, for this party that may or may not happen. We don't know what the world's looking like, but if you still do want that big dance floor and, you know, that big dinner with your friends, awesome. You know, have that sort of as a little thing in the back of your mind and know that you can do that anytime. It doesn't have to be next year or the year after you could celebrate on your five-year anniversary, on your 10-year anniversary, whatever it is. But I think, One of the nice things about having that wedding, you know, this year or whatever it is, that downsized micro wedding is that you kind of get to take that stress off. Like you don't have to plan this big wedding in the middle of a pandemic indefinitely. You can just say, hey, we're going to have this little small wedding now and we'd love to celebrate with you all in the future at a safer date. And just leave it at that. You don't have to send out save the dates or start worrying about who to invite and where to do it and what to buy and all this stuff. Like just ugh, take that off your shoulders. Unburden yourself. Just let things let things be for a little bit. And just um just appreciate the little wedding you do have if that's the route you decide to go. Sorry, got got off on a bit of a tangent with that question, but let's get back to them. Uh, So the next question is, are you putting other life goals on hold? So as I was saying earlier, a lot of people say, you know, we want to be married before we start a family or before we buy a house or before we move to this new city, maybe before we start new careers, whatever it is. So what are those things that you are putting on hold um, to wait until you're married? And is it okay for with you if you have to wait a year to do those things or two years or three years? One thing I see a lot in the Facebook groups is women who are saying, hey, I'm 35 and I've been with my partner for 10 years and like, I don't wanna wait. Like I wanna have a kid, the time is now. Um, And as I said, of course, you can always do those things without being married. Um, You can do them at any time, really. 
you don't have to have a ring on your finger to to do anything these days. Um, but if that's something that's important to you, then maybe that would help you decide whether or not you want to postpone. The next question is, are you comfortable leaving money with your vendors? If you do want to postpone and push your wedding to 2021, 2022, 2023, you get it. You will likely need to start booking your vendors pretty soon because like I said, those dates are filling up quickly. So in this time, it's a little bit scary. I know a lot of people are actually reading their contracts for the first time in their life because they've heard all these horror stories of vendors going bankrupt and you know people aren't able to get their deposits back or vendors who can't switch dates. Um, um, to accommodate your new date and your, again, your money stuck with them. So I think you need to have some level of comfort of leaving money with vendors and knowing that, Hey, if they, you know, if they shut down, if my date changes and they can't accommodate me, if I decide just not to do this postponed wedding at all, because who knows what's coming for us next year, fingers crossed, nothing. Um, but are you comfortable leaving that money with vendors? And if you're in a situation where leaving a few hundred or a few thousand dollars with somebody is really going to put a strain on your life, then maybe that's a sign that you are not able to postpone right now and that you either need to, you know, have a smaller wedding right now or sort of cancel indefinitely and and make those commitments when you're more comfortable making them in a in a world, in an economy where putting money down is is meaningful and actually means you're gonna get the service on the day, which unfortunately is not the case for 2020. The next question is, what parts of the day are most important to you? So this is one that I kind of went over when I was talking about making your budget in a previous episode, but go back to those parts of the wedding day that are most important to you. So for me, the most important parts are having that meaningful ceremony with my partner, being able to speak our own personalized vows, and then being able to have um, real conversations with a small group of people at, you know, at dinner. Um, and for me, I'm able to get both of those things in a really small wedding. So the small guest list, and I can do them socially distanced and, you know, kind of through uh, certain elements of a pandemic. Of course, if things get much worse, I might not be able to, but where we're at today, I could get those things in a pandemic. But if the most important parts of the day to you are, you know, a really bump and dance floor and, a, I don't know, seven course meal with 400 of your best friends, then that's not going to be able to happen and you might need to postpone. So just go back to those parts of the wedding that you've said are most important and see if those are things that you'd have to wait for or if, thing, if those are things that you could do today. And then the next question is, what opportunities are there if you do postpone? So like I said, going back to the pros, you know, you can save money, you can plan more, you actually get to have that wedding you envisioned. And then kind of contrast that with, um, you know, what are the opportunities if you decide to have the small micro wedding now? And that might be you save money because it's not as extravagant. It might be more intimate. You might get to move on with your life. So sort of looking at the pros of postponing and the pros of not postponing and kind of weighing those two up and seeing like what matters more to you, what what is more important and what uh, kind of speaks to your life, right? Like what is is something that you and your partner really value. Uh, the last two questions are at the end of the list, but uh, are by no means the least important. They are, what does your partner want and what does your family want? Of course, throughout this whole episode, you know, all these questions, you're thinking about postponing, this should definitely be a conversation that you're having, having with your partner. Your partner should be with you through all of this. You want to get their opinion. 
um, see how they're feeling. They probably have thoughts on whether or not they want to save money, move on with life, wait to have that perfect day. Um, and you might also want to clue in your family to these discussions that you're having or your your friends, your loved ones, that, that small core group who you can't imagine getting married without. Talk to them because, you know, every family has different risk levels and different things that they're comfortable with and that they'd really want at a wedding day. You know, maybe your family is really, really concerned about COVID and they're just not comfortable leaving the home right now and, you know, doing a wedding in real life wouldn't be possible, but maybe they could do one on Zoom. But just just have those discussions with them and kind of loop them into what you're thinking. And I'm not saying, you know, change your day based on what, what your parents say, but um, loop them in or, or your friends or your siblings or whoever it is who's most important to you, who you definitely want to have at your wedding. And if that person is just your partner, amazing. Then that's just a conversation for the two of you. And you can figure out what you guys want as you go through these questions. All right, I know this episode is running a little bit long, so I will quickly wrap things up. I just want to say sort of at the end of all this that I get it. It's so hard if you have to think about postponing your wedding. Sort of pre-pandemic times, the only, you know, situations where you'd have to postpone is just something truly, you know, wild and crazy happening, an accident, an illness, maybe um, a pregnancy if you if you don't want to be pregnant on your wedding day, or something, you know, horrible happening with your fiancé and you're no longer together or something like that, and it was such a one in a million, right? Like, I, I can't think of any weddings that I had been to or had heard of pre-2020 that were postponed. Everything usually happens, you know, you set the date and sure there's some, you know, bumps along the way, but you you get to get married on the date that you wanted with the people that you wanted there. No one's wearing a mask. It's all hugs and love. And that's unfortunately not the case anymore. And that sucks. That really, really sucks. I mean, I'm pretty new in my wedding planning journey and there's a date that we're thinking of for next spring and I have to be honest I'm so attached to it I'm so attached to it and the idea of having to postpone that or really really change our vision hurts I I hate that I really don't want to um it's I'll share it's um it's April 16th and it's our anniversary of, you know, when we started dating. And I just think that would be so cool to get married on our anniversary. And I love that it's not too far away. Um, and I would hate, I would really, really hate to have to move that to the fall or the next year. Um, so I get it. I get that this sucks and it's not fair. And I know all of us are sort of saying, oh, I wish I had, or I should have done this. I should have done that. Like, oh, why didn't we get married last year or something like that? And ugh, that sucks. It sucks. Um, so, you know, throw yourself that pity party. It's it's okay to feel crappy about this situation because it's a really crappy situation. And then, you know, once you've sort of cried and had your um, ice cream or your big blanket or whatever it is that you need to get through, then we need to sort of move on and make the best of it and make a decision with the information that we have. Because at the end of the day, sort of the bottom line of all this, should you, should you not postpone is it's safety, right? Like you want to keep yourself, your future spouse and your guests safe. Even if you are in an area where there's not a lot of cases or where um, big events and big weddings are possible, you know, there's really loose restrictions, you need to think of those consequences, right? If you think of, I believe it was in Maine, you know, that wedding where hundreds of people um, got infected and people have died and people who didn't even attend the wedding have passed away now because of it. Like, 
oh, that is the absolute last thing you want. That will totally, totally ruin your day. Everything you've put into this beautiful wedding will be um, out the window because all everyone's ever going to think about it is that wedding that got people sick. And that's not what you want to do, right? Because at the end of the day, the wedding is about celebrating your love and celebrating it in front of the people that you love. And uh, we don't show people we love them by getting them sick and putting them at danger. So I know it sucks. And, you know, there's been so many people who are like, oh, you know, we did 175 people and oh, but they're fine. Everyone's fine. But but what if they weren't fine, right? Like you lucked out this time. But what if they weren't? What if something happened? Really, really sit with that. And I know it's a crappy, terrible thing to think about, but, but sit with it. And, you know, hopefully you come to a point where you realize that's not something you're comfortable with. You are not comfortable with people getting sick, potentially dying because of your wedding, because really that wedding it's extra, right? It's an extra party. It's very separate from a marriage and from getting married. The wedding is this extra fun thing that we get to do. And we've sort of built them up as huge mandatory events in our society, but, but they're not. So it's okay if you're sad about missing out on that perfect day that you had been planning and wishing for and wanting, and I'm sure deserving, but it's, it's not okay to go forward with it at the expense of other people's lives. And I know you know that this is just your friendly reminder that uh, safety really, really is first and that you are going to have a beautiful day, whether it is small, uh, big, later, tomorrow, Whatever it is, it's going to work out great. And whatever happens is exactly what was supposed to happen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it. And I hope that this has helped you get a little bit of clarity around your wedding. If you want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and review. Subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and tell a friend about the podcast. And remember, the best part starts after your wedding. Good-Buttery-Exclusions-Apply-See-Site-For-Details-When-You-Make-Decisions-For-Your-Company-You-Look-For-The-No-Brainers-And-If-You-Have-A-Lot-Of-Mailing-To-Do-Stamps.Com-